Blake. Pick a man. Bring your kit. I hoped today might be a good day. Hope is a dangerous thing. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. Let's talk about this for a minute. Why? We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. To the Cinemania World podcast, everyone. <clears throat> My name is Dwayne, and today we have our movie review for 1917. For this review, I am joined from the Cinemania World team. We have Joe Ganey, everyone. Joe, how are you? Hey, Dwayne, I'm great. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. Happy New Year to everyone. If we're still saying that, I think we should probably start this weekend. <laughs> but you know, for now. Why have, you, have you heard it a lot the past couple of days? Is that oh why? Oh my God. <laughs> on, on, by Wednesday, I was like, yes, I get it. Great. Let's move on. Um, but it was the first week back in work. So things right, were a little, right, right. you know. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be your last. Happy New Year's uh, to you, Joe. Um, very Thanks nice to have you. <laughs> have you on your first show of the 2020. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited because this is a good one. This is not The Grudge. This is not any uh, any other awful movie that I've been seeing lately. This is some dope stuff, and I'm so pumped to get into it. Before we get into the actual movie, I just want to give a little backstory on the movie. The movie is 1917. Um, it's, it's about two young British soldiers during the First World War who are given an impossible mission to deliver a message deep in em- enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the soldiers' brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap. It was directed and written by um, Sam Mendes, also written by Christy Wilson Cairns, and it stars uh, Dean Charles Chapman, 
George McKay. I won't say the other cast because there's some good surprises in this movie too. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go with those two guys: uh, Dean Charles Chapman and George McKay. Um, now let's get into it. The uh, movie. The movie actually released late last year, and I wasn't able to get uh, uh, get to see it. Everyone was seeing it um, around around me. Everyone that I knew was seeing it early on those early screenings that they had last year, right before the new year. Uh, Larry. And Tyler from the Cinemania World team also was able to see it, and they was gushing over it even through our awards voting. If mm. you look through our, if you go through our group chat, um, which is which is the most which is the most crazy group chat of all time. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to our group chat, like you know, as far as the awards voting, people who haven't even seen 1917 was voting for 1917 just yeah, because I, we all I did kind it of yeah, yeah, like. We and so so am I. I'm also I'm also uh, you know guilty for doing it because um, so many of us just knew it was a masterpiece. So with that being said, Joe, let's get your thoughts on this movie first. What'd you think? Oh, I fell for this film hard. I uh, I was excited. Uh, there was a lot of buzz. It, it just came out here yesterday. Yesterday was the first. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yep. it opened. It opened wide. Here. Yesterday. Yeah. Re- yesterday. So everyone got a chance to see it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's a lot of buzz. We had the Golden Globes, we had the BAFTA nominations recently. So there's a lot of expectation. And I went in thinking, okay, I'm, I'm someone who loves the sort of below the line, the technical aspects of filmmaking as much as I love anything else. So I knew that was going to tick boxes for me. I knew I was going to enjoy that. But this just exceeded my expectations. I was so, from the moment it opened, I was just there I was with them I was chasing through those trenches I Mm -hmm. just I sort of couldn't believe what I was watching you know like in the sense of the achievement of of the filmmaking but the story and the sort of tenderness of how it was being told really surprised me because I as I said I thought I'd I'd go in being like oh yeah cinematography and the editing and all that but I was like oh wow this is a real storytelling film which i wasn't necessarily expecting i don't know if that's similar to how you felt um well were you surprised well uh here's my thing too right because i for some reason like um when these kind of movies i kind of um there's a lot of times where like uh with me and the team as far as like me and like just critics that i follow online everyone sees it before me you know because i'm usually like a Mm -hmm. thursday i like screenings but we're not guaranteed seats at our show like when i go to screenings so it's like a process where you have to sit in the line do this and it's a it's a grueling process that i hate so much so i usually try to avoid screenings i i rather the thursday you know where you're sitting you know you know what i'm saying like you don't have to rush or anything you know but i'm more of a thursday friday even saturday guy for when i see films so me, everyone saw it before me, and I was like, I, I get into these things where I get kind of nervous that I'm not gonna like a film because I, my um, I love movies and stuff, but I'm very like, I know that there's a lot of times when everyone's telling me about a movie that I kind of believe the hype, I get so excited, and I see it, and I'm so like, eh. And this is how I felt for like, um, like Ford v Ferrari. Ford v Ferrari yes. was like one of <laughs> my remember. biggest. Yeah, it was like one of my biggest movies that I wanted to see last year. That I kept seeing nothing but praise and stuff. And I saw it. I thought it was good. Like how you like what, what 
and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because you literally just said that, you know, you assume, okay, the cinematography, the this and that and that and that is going to be good. And I'm like, and that's what I got from Ford v. Ferrari. All of that was good, the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. But the story-wise, I was like, eh, I, can, I left a little bit more be, to be desired. Same thing happened when I watched Dunkirk. Dunkirk, I saw it late, like a Saturday. And I, when I've seen it, I saw all the praise. I thought it was, okay, technical-wise, fine. Story, eh, you know what I'm saying? Sure. This movie, yeah. oof. This movie comes yeah. out on Thursday. I see it. I'm locked in in 10 minutes. The story is fantastic. It is barely a story, but there is mm. enough of a story where where it's just so strong. These performances are strong. I have never seen such great camera work in a movie in this like in so long it feels like because I was just and I I'm I'm not the floor. I'm not the war movie guy. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. they're fine. Yeah. They're fine to me. They're okay, because um, I always looking for something new. And for you to for you to make me feel like I've seen the I've seen the first ever war movie of all time, that's insane oh. uh, from Sam Mendes and crew. Because I thought the movie was fantastic. I rarely ever call a movie a masterpiece. I thought this was a I thought this was a masterpiece and then some. Like classes will be taught with this movie being shown you know what i mean like oh, master classes yeah. like for cinematography for directing for just acting alone and oh my god like i i have never been so gutted by a movie with just like the atmosphere the atmosphere is what guts me in this movie and i'm just like oh my god the, I, I kind of um the atmosphere for me with the movie is kind of like the ending of like jojo rabbit where like everything's kind of going crazy but this is this is almost two hours of that. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah, you, just... there's no time to breathe. You're you know exactly. It's yeah. like it's literally one thing after the other. Um, as as is life a lot of the time. But with this, like you're not given any moment. And you know we're not going to get into spoilers. But there's big there's big and small examples of this where a, a, an event happens and you know. Uh, the characters have no time to recover or react and we don't have any time to recover or react before the next, we're on to the next sequence of events. Um, and that's sort of, it's almost, you have a bit of a high from it. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I, I was, I, I'm not a vocal uh, cinema watcher in the cinema. You know, I don't obviously like disturbing people. I was shouting at the screen. I yelled no at one stage. I was like really animated. I was hiding behind my hands. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I couldn't. And I was like, I think I screamed run at one stage to him in, mm-hmm. in like this massive theater. And I was like, that's rare, you know, for me yeah, to be yeah, so yeah. animated. Um, yeah. And and it's just like uh, I, because I was doing, I was doing all the same things, and I saw it Thursday night and stuff, and it was like these theaters, like um, I saw it Thursday night, and I saw it again yesterday actually, because I was just so I was I wanted more of it, you know, um, yeah. and <clears throat> I don't know what kind of like I don't know what kind of theater you saw this in, but I saw this in Adobe Theater twice, and Adobe Theater is like this where the surround sound is like like yeah, peaked high and saw stuff. Saw it Adobe as well, right, and the. Uh, Every gunshot pierces your ear. So it's like you kind of feel the same sense of fear with these characters because a gunshot goes off and I jump every time. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm wondering what it's like for someone who has to run for their life and stuff like that. And then you have these sort of like down periods, um, but they're mm. very, very short. Um, there's one but in even, particular. Even, right, the down, even the down periods, you're like, you're, you're tense. You know, you're waiting for something to like jump out of the darkness or whatever. Like there's sort of no... Even when you're safe, you're not safe. Right, because there's a there's a 
there's a down period where like 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 a random explosion would go off, but you it's not overdone where you see like in movies. I don't know if you I don't I um I don't know if you remember like an Aquaman like there's like four times an explosion happens out of nowhere and stuff. This movie is like two, and it it catches catches you off guard so many times, and I'm like, oh my god, like are they are they okay? Is everyone okay? You know what I mean? And I'm like, that was the one thing where I. I'm so happy that this movie does, uh, did. Once again, when I go back to Dunkirk, I don't care about any of those characters. In mm. this movie, in the first five to ten minutes, because these two characters are kind of just like sh- like shoved into the situation, you immediately care for both of these characters. You want these characters to make it. You want them to go the long run. You want them to, to complete this mission. And you want them to, to survive at the ultimate end run. And I was yeah. so scared for both characters. And that was one of the things that really, really stuck out to me as far as this movie. Because this happens in a lot of war movies where there's characters that need to be fleshed out that I don't really care about. You've learned a little bit about both of these characters within a small span of um of their lives as far as as far as going through this film and stuff and i absolutely love that uh once again like roger deakins uh cinematographer oh. just oh my god the cinematography I, and 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 the extended camera department you know i think it's important oh to my god yeah shout out the camera operators the grips you know everyone involved because i uh there's a there's a great sort of behind the scenes video that uh we were actually talking about earlier in the group and in that Roger Deakins goes into quite a lot of detail about what the camera operators were doing and, and how it was a real team effort. And obviously he is the guiding light and he is such a, a, you know, a fierce leader in that, in that way. But just seeing that department in particular, I'm going to talk about the art department and stuff later, but seeing them do what they do in this grand scale, it was really wonderful to see. Um, and every mm-hmm. department, like everyone's just top of their game. There's no one element that lets anything down. It all works so seamlessly together. It's a really great example of like filmmaking and sort of, you know, inverted commas and that like all these different elements have to come together just perfectly to pull Mm. everything off. And it doesn't feel like any one. I think people will come out of it talking about the cinematography, obviously, but it doesn't feel like any one element overrides the other. Agree, because you know, like sound design, editing, all of it sound, is great. Oh, the score! Oh, oh my the god! Score, yeah. Just... Oh yeah, that's one thing I didn't even bring up. The score is, oh my god. Okay, so there is a scene that's, that's I mean it's on Twitter and stuff like that. It's in the trailer and whatnot. The scene where the where like I won't say where in the placement of the movie it is, but the scene where the guy is running on a field and all soldiers are charging, mm-hmm. I teared up. I'm like, this is oh, cinema. 100%. This is cin- yeah. this is cinema. Like right in <laughs> front of me. C cinema. This yeah. is like what I've studied. This is what I've admired. This is what stuff that gets me into movies even more. I don't understand. I I, I don't. I anytime I watch a really really good film, I my love for movies like go up more i don't know how much it needs to go up but like i love <laughs> movies and i'm watching both times the first time i was like you know it's your first watch and stuff and i'm like okay really really amazing scene but yesterday i soaked into that moment and i'm like this is such a great sequence and there's like there's no cgi there's no this there's no that you know i mean it, when when those stuff happens in movies it, it happens you know you have to have them i guess they have you know cgi so i, I won't like curse on that all that of stuff course. but yeah. it feels <laughs> so rare to get something like this where it's practical i i see, mm. i i know this is shot on a field an actual field this is amazing this is one shot 
this is like the like this these actors are selling this so well and it's just so i was just so baffled like watching this on a big screen and then that score piercing in the background because you watch that scene on a phone or a tv it's not unless you have surround sound and good like sound you that score like like just rigoring in the background while this guy is running across this field is like some of the best stuff I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh my god, this is just fantastic. So, um, question for you: What did you think about some of the performances in the movie too? Even my like some some cameos as well. Yes, I was going to say because you know I think I agree with you that um, you do get really invested in our two leads and they have wonderful chemistry and it works really well. But even the cameo appearances um, really kind of left me quite quite shaken i'm going to specifically talk about andrew scott's cameo he sort of appears as a sort of a jaded soldier you know i think they maybe had a bad um battle or i'm, I'm showing myself now i don't know the, the terms for these things um mm-hmm. and he he is done he is done with this whole war shit basically and he's on the screen for maybe three four minutes it might maybe even less and i was like i know that man i know what he's doing i know what he's telling me I like I get it uh, as as much as I possibly can. I understand this character after four minutes of screen, and then we never see him again. Exactly, um, yeah. It was it was incredible. But in terms of performances, I mean, I am shocked, shocked to my very core that George McKay isn't getting more awards attention. See, now I feel bad because we haven't um for our awards uh, show like personally um for us, we had the breakthrough actor of the year. Um, nominees, and we had Dean Charles Chapman for this movie as one of the noms, which he was fantastic. But after yeah. watching it, after watching it, I'm like, oh my god, I just McKay is so good, so and I good. was like, oh man, you know. But he should be. I think it's, so. George McKay is is a lot better known in the UK. Um, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. I I I probably would have been one of the people who would have been like, oh, between he's not a breakthrough, you know, blah blah blah. Um, but but I sort of get it that you're on a grander scale, of course, he is. Um, mm-hmm. But I, because his perform, like, he really has to sell, they both do, but particularly George Mackay, he really has to sell what he's doing because if we, for any moment, lose interest, you're gone. You know, you're, of you course, don't of course. care. Um, so I'm, I mean, we might get to this later on. He is sort of my no guts, no glory pick for the Oscar nominations on Monday. Now, I don't expect it to happen, but hey, if 1917 overperforms, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, and like, yeah, perfect for lead. Um, if there wasn't, because there's like so an abundance of great performances, but I think yeah. he's at least number six or seven uh, or five even, if you depending on who you have on your listing as far as performances, but he's up there because he was a he was great in this movie. Um, opening shots, the last shot is great, and but and and like the movie opens so slow and it ends so slow, and then that that everything else in between is just bonkers storytelling, chaos. <laughs> like chaos and mad and madness and stuff like that. I um I I wanted this character. There's, there's a part where like. Um, one of the characters has time to like relax, but mm-hmm. he can't. He has a mission to do, and you can tell he want. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He he wants to like stay where he just found. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know that, yeah. But he can't, and he has a mission to do, or sixteen hundred men die. And that's, I mean, that's to put that on I mean, someone's this, shoulders. Yeah, you know, it's the it's stakes like incredible. could not be higher. You know, it's you know we we talk about consequences in in storytelling and in filmmaking, but this is like. The, the people people will die there is no you know 
Like you have to get here or else, and there's nothing else. There's no, oh, but what if I do this? What if I do that? Maybe compromise. It's hard facts. Um, exactly. Yeah. And that's really sort of refreshing, and it's exhilarating, I think, to watch. Um, mm. And yeah, I I do want to talk a bit about um obviously the Sam Mendes of it all. Um, because oh, course, one of the yeah. things I was struck with, um, and we spoke a little bit earlier about sort of you know, our relationship with, with war films, because I'd be the same. I, you know, I, I like Saving Private Ryan. I'll, I'll watch whatever, but I'm not, you know, kind of mad, mad into them. And I find them difficult to relate to. But with this, and something that surprised me was just the sort of tenderness of the storytelling and how I could tell that both him and his co-writer, you know, they, they cared about these people. And it wasn't just like soldiers, like all anonymous soldiers and, even the people we di- who don't have names, there was a real tenderness from the camera towards them and about their story and the sort of tragedy of World War One and most other wars. Um, and I, you know, and this might be showing my, my my prejudice and maybe something I need to sort of address, but I you know, was thinking about it being co-written by a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Was there a sort of natural balancing out of maybe the slightly more tenderness no saying that out loud I'm like oh I can't assume that the tenderness and all that came from the woman writer because I know that Sam Mendes this story actually comes from his grandfather right, so obviously right. he, he has an emotional connection but I did think it was sort of a beautifully balanced film and I couldn't help but think of the sort of the, the coming together of the minds of this male writer and this female writer um, yeah. that's something maybe I should I should read around but I it came to my mind so it was worth sort of exploring um of course of course yeah i mean i would um i didn't realize she was one of the um there was a there was a female writer on this a couple of weeks ago i would say yeah um i found her on twitter and i was like oh wow that's amazing you know what i mean so um with that i was looking forward to it because you don't see that for war movies and stuff like that so it was it was was incredible um it was incredible and that was another thing that made me really excited for the movie I don't know. I just wanted to win all the awards now come Monday. Monday is like the big, big uh, final Oscar uh, nomination. So we'll see what happens. But I'm so glad I did not. I'm so glad I caught this movie early enough to get into hype as far as award seasons go. And I'm I'm disappointed still that I did not make this movie um, last year. I didn't, I didn't watch it last year because it would have been on my top. I mean, I know people are kind of adding it to their list. If I did, I'm not going to because, I mean, I'm, it's behind us, my top 10s of 2019 and stuff like that. It probably would have been, like, number two or one because oh, I, yeah. I abso- absolutely – I absolutely love this movie and i don't want i like i don't want to do anything else but watch this movie 10 more times like i'm supposed to go see underwater tonight um after work and i just i want to go see 1917 again so i don't know what's going on with me but i loved it like where do you go from here you know this yeah i know this is the the second film i saw in 2020 and i'm like i'm done i don't i kind of don't need to see anything else i mean that's what i'm feeling That's what I'm feeling because, like, what the the main releases we have this week is Underwater, Like a Boss, and 1917. And I'm like, I don't want to go see those movies. I want to go see 1917, like, a thousand more times. And audiences are showing up because, oh, like, yes. my theater both times were packed. I'm looking online on all of my Boston theaters, um, and they're all packed and stuff. So I'm so happy that another movie that I can chalk under cinema, pure cinema, um, it's gonna go down. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the decade of this new decade. Or um, you know, and I um, it's one of those movies that I'm also happy that audiences are going out to see it. Whether they, if they were expecting this shoot 'em up kind of war movie, I feel bad, but I'm still excited. People are checking it out. You know. 
Yeah. So, and, but, but you know what? There is. There is action. You know, it, there of is, course. Yeah. So there is something for for everyone, if you will. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm team 1917 now. I'm going to be rooting for it for, you know, all the way through. Um, award season um so because you're saying about how you you know you wish you'd seen it last year so it as i said it didn't come out here until yesterday so i can add it to my 2020 list oh, which is um, nice bollocks. so um <laughs> so uh i mean right now it is number one as i said i have only seen two films this year so you know that's not hard but um what was the other, what uh, was the other one the other one was bombshell which i really enjoyed um, good. yeah i mean i enjoyed it but as i said i'm like ugh. Why am I talking about other films? <laughs> just... I know I don't want to see. I really, I know for the sake of um, the sake of this podcast, I have to go see Underwater. You should and probably it. keep seeing films. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I should probably keep seeing movies for the sake of this podcast, <laughs> but I don't really want to. So I don't know. Listen, I might just change my my tickets to see Nineteen Seventeen one more time for the weekend. I don't we know. We could we'll become see. a Nineteen Seventeen podcast. We might we as well. Because <laughs> um, I absolutely loved it. I know everyone was kind of afraid for me to. Um, they were. I know Larry was like, you know, nervous to see if I liked it or not. But I adored it. I loved it. It's like, oof. I don't know. It's amazing. Um, all right. With that being said, um, that is a, that is it, everyone. That is our review for 1917. Of course, I recommend this. Like, of course, you go see it. Please do not waste your time with like a boss or whatever's coming out. Just, um, I mean, underwater, we'll see, but like, I don't know. Um, but please go check this movie out. Um, you won't be disappointed. Very, very good film, especially if you're into cinema. If you're studying film, go see it because it'll help probably and stuff. And yeah, um, that being said, Joe, one thank you so much for coming on today's show, taking time out, um, and and yeah, I want to let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at J underscore Gainey, which is G-E-A-N-E-Y. I will be talking about, surprise, surprise, 1917 for the next few weeks. So, come <laughs> chat. <laughs> and that is it, everyone. You can find me on Twitter, Cinemanate1994. And you can follow the page on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cinemania World. As far as our schedule, we should be done for today. Tomorrow, I have a couple of shows to get through. And that should be it. Um, if you want to get our, get our winners... And nominees for the Cinemania World Awards, please go on our Twitter, check those all out. All the winners were announced, as well as let's listen to our show on the winners on that was put out on Thursday. So that being said, thank you guys for listening. My name is Dwayne. That was Joe. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.